We thank Anchor for making this podcast possible. For all your recording needs, go to Anchor with Spotify. Anchor has helped us record, do a recording studio where we can record even when we're separated, and a whole lot of more really, really cool things. Thank you for listening. And there we are, episode number three. I don't know about you, but this is starting to feel like a routine, kind of. Kind of. And it it feels cool, actually, like to have a theme song. And I actually really like the theme song because it sounds like something that would actually come up. Yeah. So before we get started with our topics, we have an announcement. Announcement? We are going to do another surprise segment starting next week. Okay. That's the announcement. So now let's get started. So a few weeks ago, Tiger Woods was on his way to do a photo shoot with, I think it was Drew Brees and Justin Herbert. Is that right? I don't know. I have no clue, to be honest. All all I know about it is uh, Tiger Woods got in an accident. Yeah, he got in a wreck and he had to have serious medical attention. I think a few surgeries. And But the really cool thing about it is how everybody rallied around him with support and tweets and Snapchat saying, hope you get better soon. And I mean, when I think it really says something when you get to that point where like you, if you get in a car wreck, everybody's everybody like a lot of people are like, not just your friends, but people know your name and are like, Oh no, I hope you get better soon. Mm-hmm. And also it kind of shows how much respect he has. Mm-hmm. Which is cool for his story because he he was losing quickly losing respect and going down the wrong end. So We put that aside. Now we go into the football section. Um, so recently the Seahawks have made a signing, a, a re-signing of Alex Collins. He was with, he got drafted and then went away for a few years. And now he's back with the Seahawks. He was back last year as a third string running back behind Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde. And both Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde are free agents, and Alex Collins was. Um, And if he was the third string running back and they re-signed him, it kind of indicates kind of where the Seahawks are going to go, really, in the running back position. Um, Personally, so 
they like the physical type of dudes and Chris Carson is one of them. But I think maybe part of the reason why they didn't bring Chris Carson back was because of salary cap or, well, they haven't brought him back yet. It's not totally like, oh, they're not going to bring him back. But so they might have brought Alex Collins back because of salary cap and he's a physical style running back and they fit the style but Chris Carson does too but also it could be that with the new um offensive coordinator maybe they're looking for something different mm-hmm. what do you make of the signing of Alex Collins I you know I'm sorry you don't know I know you don't know much about him and so I could yeah I don't really have, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. He was a third string running back. Not a whole bunch of people know not him. So, Alex Collins is, like I said, a physical style runner. Um, but, I'm trying to think of anything else that he is that Chris Carson isn't that maybe they're leaning towards for. I've never really seen him play, so. Because Chris Carson is younger, so if they were going for younger, they would go with Chris Carson. It could just be that it was salary cap issues and he was inexpensive and so he was a, and they like his style, so why not? Maybe. Um, so, since we're in the football stuff, the draft is coming up in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And the Seahawks only have four draft picks. Kind of like a few years ago when they were trying to bring back Frank Clark, but they ended up trading him to the Cincinnati... No, um the Kansas city chiefs for draft picks. So like when I saw that the Seahawks only had four draft picks this year, I was like, okay, is this going to be deja vu or are we going to make four draft picks work? Now, John Schneider is a trade machine, especially around the draft. So I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm trying to think of someone that they like a similar situation of of um, Frank Clark. So I mean, Jaron Reed, I guess, or KJ Wright. But who would they trade them to? I guess is what I'm stuck on. Um, I don't really know who needs the linebackers. I don't. Jacksonville. But Jacksonville probably isn't going to be willing to give up their picks. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're going to need every single one they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the first pick for um, the Seahawks were, will probably be um, either a defensive, I mean, an off- offensive line or a running back. 
Mm -hmm, Because, yeah, that makes sense because those are the two biggest positions of need. Exactly. Um, Also, a tight end would be be good. Yeah, that would... Yeah, that would be... um, That would be good, but I was just thinking of how last year we had, like, 20 tight ends on the roster before we started cutting people to make room yeah well well none of them were really good and they need a good tight end i'm not saying olsen is terrible i'm not saying disley is terrible but they need they need better tight ends well greg olsen has retired so okay okay that okay but and they just cut him recently so that like he doesn't impact this salary cap mm-hmm. after he's retired. But we have a second round pick, a fourth round pick, a fifth round pick, a sixth, a seventh, and a seventh. So, um, and we're 56th overall. So, if we're gonna get a first round pick, then we would definitely need to trade someone because unless we like trade we did our second fourth fifth sixth and seventh for one first round pick but we wouldn't do that so but do you think that this Seahawks team really needs a first round pick because we've seen a success in later rounds than the first round um and really in the first round the Seahawks haven't been that great as of late but we've seen Tyler Lockett come out of the third round, Russell Wilson come out of the third round, DK Metcalf come out of the second round. Well, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, every, everybody, every, there's nothing wrong with a first pick, a first round pick. Yes, but- uh, every team would be happy to have a first round pick, but it, it's not if they. If they don't have it, they will still live. Mm-hmm. So, who... Since we don't have a first-round pick, who would you be willing to give up for a first-round pick? Because there's not very many people that are on the team that are that have the value of a first-round pick. And most of them, I wouldn't want to give up, honestly. One person I have in mind is Dunlap. They were talking about cutting Dunlap. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might be that might be one of them. Um, I don't know if he's worth a first round pick. Well, mm-hmm. I think he is, but I honestly wouldn't want to give up Carlos Dunlap. Um. Because he made such a big impact last year, and he's well, I I wouldn't want, I wouldn't want it, but they they want to. So, well, I think so. When they were cutting car, when they were talking about cutting Carlos Dunlap, what I understood was um they were gonna cut him and then re-sign him for smaller money, kind of like um. You know how you said in the last episode how Nathan McKinnon would be able to 
would be real willing to take a cap hit to get someone on the team. Uh huh. That sounded like what was going to happen with Carlos Dunlap. So someone that I would um be willing to trade for a first round pick is Quandre Diggs. Um, Quandre Diggs might not be a first round pick. You might have to put someone in there with him. That's a lesser, but Quandre Diggs is a safety. He was good with Jamal Adams last year. And while I would hate to see him go, we have a backup, a really good backup for him. Marquise Blair. Um, he's a hard hitter. He's a young, I, I kind of look at him as a younger version of Quandre Diggs. So maybe mm-hmm. trade him for to someone that needs a uh, good safety. All right. So we've pretty much covered everything that we can in the draft and we're kind of hitting dead air. So let's move on to a fresh topic of spring training. We kind of talked about this in the first episode and what you were hoping to see from players but now spring training has actually started and um we're actually starting to get to see some of the younger players and some of the players that we wanted to to bounce back so in the first episode you brought up that you wanted Mitch Haniger to have a bounce back year and so far he is on the right track um he's hit I think he's hit a few homers and his on-base percentage has been pretty good. Cool. And um, he looks fresh. Like, you can't tell that he was out for one and a half years, which is really good because when, when players are out for that long, you not easy mm-hmm. um and then the young players um like Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelnick have been good in fact um but in the first Mariners spring training game um Julio Rodriguez drove in Jared Kelnick for the for the game winning run, which um I hope that's a preview of what's to come, honestly. Mm-hmm. The two young outfielders um making big plays at the end of the game when it counts most, hopefully in the postseason coming up soon. We can't do that. Sorry, I can't focus. We're having pause. We're Jones going crazy. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. The old players, like, well, the old player, I guess. Um, Kyle Seeger has also been doing good. Yesterday, Mitch Haniger and Kyle Seeger hit back-to-back home runs, which was good and fun to see. Um. So, this team is looking really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kyle Lewis has been 
keeping up on his expectations to have you been keeping watch on them uh a little bit i i know that they um they had a two two tie mm-hmm. i didn't know they had ties in um in base they don't have ties in baseball uh, they have it in spring training because they don't want the players to get hurt in spring training, so they, um, okay, they do ties instead of extra innings. Okay, okay, that makes sense. All right, uh, and I know that they had the Mariners got a triple play, mm. but I I can't watch it because they don't have root sports. And also, they haven't been airing many of the spring training games, which honestly, I was really disappointed because I on on Saturday on their first no Sunday their first game I got all dressed in my Ken Griffey Jr. jersey got my Mariners hat on got on the couch was was getting ready to keep score and watch the first spring training game I went to guide to make sure it was on and then it wasn't on that's sad yeah, it and, it wasn't even on route. No, it wasn't. You you couldn't find it anywhere. It was the they only they only did one spring training game on Root Sports, and that was the Chicago Cubs game on Wednesday. But it's Root Sports, isn't it supposed to have manners? Yeah, but this is spring training and. I guess no one cares about spring training anymore. Sad. That makes no sense. But, but it's still on the radio, so yeah. if you want to listen to it, listen to it on 710 ESPN Seattle. Um, so now let's switch it over to hockey. So I'm just going to ask a few questions before we do power play to get you warmed up. Do you think Grubauer's struggles as of late are just him not playing up to his full standard or they're the Avalanche's defense not playing up to their uh, handle? I, I think Grubauer's doing alright. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember saying he he was doing worse. I, I think he's still doing really well. I mean, they there was a game where they lost six to nothing, so uh, well who's that against? Uh the Wild. Well, okay. It's against the Wild. Um well yeah, that was just one game. Everybody has their bad games. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, see, yeah, he has 11 wins and 6 losses. It's really good. Okay. Um, but also, they seem to, oh no, it was 6-2 to two against the Wild. But still, okay. not an impressive support yeah. total. And no, then, recently, they also lost to the Sharks 6-2. to two. Yeah, and the, those are the worst. But I'm um, I I'm not sure Grubauer was uh goalie for that one. And also, 
usually in hockey, uh, they bounce around with the the uh, the main goalie and the uh, the other goalie, but they they're putting Grubauer in every single time. So, so maybe it's a lack of stamina. Yeah. Okay. It's time for the power play. All right. So there it is. Power play time where I ask Andrew three questions and he is literally forced to answer. I have guns at my head as we speak. All right. So question number one. Now, you said this might be just, like, an off game here or there, but for, like, two days, the Avalanche were in fifth place in the West. What's going on with them? Is it Was it just, like you said, off days, or is something not going right? With the Avalanche? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the stamina is definitely not right. Um... The 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 defense has always it's always been offensive. They haven't really been defensive. Um, so that's 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 a problem. Mm-hmm. So it'll lead to more goals scoring, but also um it can lead to some of these six to two games. Mm-hmm. So it can go both ways. It can go both ways. Um, so I'm actually going to scratch the next question and replace it with a new one because you gave me a good idea. Um, do you, um, would you prefer a defensive defense or a balanced defense. So, like, they attack when it's on, but it's, but you're. A balanced, a balanced defense. Kind of like the Seahawks' offense. You would prefer a balanced offense than just a passing offense or just a running offense. Right. Uh, balanced. Except uh, I would like it more in hockey, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And. This isn't a. This is question two point five. Two point five. That the offense should help out the defense more. Should be um. Well, I. Uh, I I think they should always. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see what's wrong with it. I don't see what's. Yeah, I don't see what's wrong with it. Um. Do you, question three, what are your opinions on um, the hit to Nathan McKinnon the other day? Well, I was afraid you would ask this. Um, so, um, so it was kind of a shoulder to the head, but it didn't look like it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it might have been. And we don't know, but, um... The guy who hit him was a rookie, right? I think. I don't know. I, personally, when I watched it, I was like, 
that kind of looked like a rookie mistake. He was focused on getting to the bench. Okay, I am getting to the bench. Whoops. Uh, well, I think he didn't intend to hit him, but uh, which is most of the time legal in hockey. But I don't think this was. I don't. I don't think he meant to do this dirty of a hit. And he was the good. The good part is he was suspended for two games and not like seven games or a season or something. Mm-hmm. Um. Now. How about Nathan McKinnon? How's he faring after that hit? Because he's had the rest of the game. So yeah, yeah, I I saw the clip. He he got hit and then he immediately got up and left. Um, I, so I don't really know. They, I, uh, in fantasy, they're saying that he's he's healthy. Um, the. The news says he should be healthy. Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that he got up right after he uh, he got hit is good. So, um, do you think if it was the other way around, Nathan McKinnon hit that guy when he was going to the bench? Um, do you think? that Nathan McKinnon would have gotten suspended? Um, I think so. Even though the person he affected uh, wasn't a big-name player and Nathan McKinnon is a big-name player? I don't really know. Um, I don't really know. Um, because mm-hmm. we see that in football a lot. Like, the smaller name players, if they do the same exact drug as, like, Tom Brady, then Tom Brady will get suspended for four games, and the other guy will get suspended for eight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. And... and- People don't really know the um, the mind of uh, Blitchfield, uh, if that's how you say it, um, of him. But people know McKinnon's McKinnon's head much more. He uh, he gives a lot of ch- to charity. He's he, he's good for the team. He I I've never seen him fight. Uh, so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So, now we are going into the surprise topics. I have um, come up with and um, we'll see his opinions on it and we'll talk like we normally do. So... The first one is, the other day I found an article of the rankings to win the World Series. And so it went down the list. Um, The Dodgers were number one. I think the Padres were number three. 
the Mets were number four and you keep going down the list. And I was expecting to see the Mariners around uh, 15 to 20 ish. Guess where the Mariners were on that list. Uh, no, I thought they were last because I totally missed them when I was going through the rankings and stuff, but they were 25th out of a 30 MLB league, a 30 team MLB league, <laughs> and the Baltimore Orioles were ranked above them. The Pittsburgh Pirates were ranked above them. The... Uh, there was another oh yeah and the Detroit Tigers those three teams that I just really think that they should not be above the Mariners no I I don't think so I think um I think the Mariners should have been third to last and the Pirates should have been the last and the Orioles would be second to last or something like that but yeah, I. But I, I wasn't surprised that they were, the Mariners were way down there. I was, um, I was, um, hoping they would be above twenty. I wouldn't be hurt if they were like twenty-two, and that's where I think they should have been. I think they should have been, um. I think they should have been at least 22. Even the Texas Rangers were above them. And the Texas Rangers, in most predictions, are predicted to be the first team in the AL in the American League. Mm-hmm. And then our second surprise topic is the signing of J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals. About that. Mm-hmm. Whoa, okay, that is a big surprise topic. That is cool. I looked at ESPN and it still didn't tell me that. This was ESPN. Um, is it cool. more cool or is it more scary? Because uh, the Arizona Cardinals it's, are in our division, and we face them twice a year. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's scary for the um, it's scary in the um, in the. I'm sorry, I can't talk anymore. It's scary in the Seahawks' mm-hmm. perspective, but for the Cardinals, and uh, I mean. From an overview perspective, it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think, honestly, right now, Russell Wilson is banging his head on the table like, I want to not get hit. This is not going to help me. And yeah. I think it furthers the need for the Seahawks to figure out their offensive line. Because... Um, mm-hmm. The Arizona Cardinals, um, with that addition, um, they're they're up there with the favorites to win the um, the NFC West, and 
as we've seen the past couple of years, the NFC West is not a easy division to win. No, it's not. So, um, and also, I think I saw an article that it said it it'll impact what the Seahawks do with Carlos Dunlap. Um, mm-hmm. and so. Let's just cross our fingers that J.J. Watt doesn't do anything too big to the Seahawks. Yeah. Well. That's it for this week. Um, so short- again, we thank Anchor for making these podcasts possible. Um, and subscribe wherever you like to get your podcasts.